When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Night is not something to endure until dawn. It is an element, like wind or fire. Darkness is its own kingdom. It moves to its own laws. And many living things dwell within. Patricia A. McClellan. On this episode of the Mind Poppers podcast, our first Halloween special, we have received... Some terrifying and some heartbreaking and some simply unbelievable stories from listeners of the podcast. All these stories, you know, we will take as true, you know. If something is up, something smells funny, we will short, we will look into it. But I have had a quick read through some of the listener mail that was sent in this week. And some of the stories are a little fucked up. You know, they are a little fucked up. There are all these different cases of how you guys, people listening to this podcast, have experienced things that they could not explain throughout their childhood, throughout their adult years, throughout their lives. And for some of you, it's been happening all your life. We're going to get into these stories now. And if you're listening to the Mind Poppers podcast at night, listening to our Halloween episode at night of these ghost stories. Do not worry. I am with you. We will get through this together. You will not leave here being terrified. And as always with the Mind Popper podcast, you know what we have done here is created a small community, a small circle of trust where we provide a safe space for people to talk shit and share their experiences. So let's go into this with an open mind. You know, you might learn something about yourself, okay? So let's keep the judgment, you know, to the minimum, you know, if any. You well, there, there shall be some. There shall be some. There always is. But let me commandeer the judgment. And then, you know, you guys make up your own minds. Without further ado, let us look into tonight's first tale of a paranormal encounter. Our first tale brings us to an Airbnb in Killarney. Okay. So about three weeks ago, myself and my friends were staying in an Airbnb in Killarney. Myself and my friend were sharing a room and we went to bed around 3am. At a quarter to five, I woke up to literally like a World War II siren going off and a red hue in the room. Oh, okay, hue. (laughs) I shook my friend and the two of us jumped out of bed and legged it down to the front hall of the house. I originally was so frightened that I thought that the house was on fire. When we got to the front hall, the noise completely stopped. We were so freaked and went back up to bed, but couldn't sit still or go back to sleep. There were 11 of us in the house, so we were so confused why no one else was up 
when we went around to the bedrooms. Everyone was still asleep. We woke up some people and no one heard it. We ended up having to sleep in a double bed with our friend because we were so frightened. We were near tears and our hearts were beating so fast. We have no answers as to what happened, but I am convinced it was some sort of alien experience that would potentially come back to us at a later stage because the alarm was so, so loud and there was the red light in the room. There was no way the two of us could have both imagined the same thing. Ooh, that is a little spooky, but of course you have to look into it. Was it a fire alarm? Was it what? You know, so I asked this girl, this listener, to expand a little on her experience. So I inquired, and this is what she sent back. No, there was no alarm. There was obviously a smoke alarm in the house, but it, was, it wasn't a smoke alarm. It was like a World War II siren. It was literally like something you would have heard in like those World War II Anne Frank movies. It was so loud, but it was so weird because no one else woke up. And the red light was like, it looked like it was coming from like a gap in like the blinds on like either side of the blinds on either side of the window. And yeah, it was just a really creepy Airbnb. Like it was usually used as a B&B, but there was like a room downstairs with like all these like old family pictures, you know, like all those kids that look like they're from like the like 1800s. It was so weird. And it raises more questions than answers, does it? What was it that these girls witnessed that night in Killarney, you know? Was it nothing more than some sort of alarm coming from across the street? But why the old World War II siren and the red lights? Were these girls witnessing some sort of loop in time, perhaps? Or was it some sort of reflection of how the family underneath lost their lives? Or was it in fact, and this is my my favourite option, some sort of alien contact? And as this girl fears, will they be coming back? Now I actually reached out to this girl and said what you should go and do is go to one of these hypnoregression therapies, you know, which I would have foot, foot the bill for if she was getting some sort of trauma and we would have recorded it and we would have seen what we would have uncovered. So let's just say, fingers crossed, this girl has trauma, you guys. <laughs> no, but possibly something to look into. Our next tale is sent in by a listener who had a strange experience in the house she grew up in. Growing up in the house I live in was strange at times. We built an extension after like five or six years living in the house. When the extension was done, it meant that there was a corridor now merging the existing house and the two new bedrooms. I slept in one of the new back bedrooms. About a month after moving into the room, I'd get wakened every night by hearing footsteps up and down the corridor. Really slow and really heavy. I thought nothing of it until one night my bedroom handle went all the way down and the door slowly opened. There was no one there. I watched the handle go back up to normal and the door swung closed again. Another time I was woke up. Half of the books on my bookshelf were in piles on the floor. The footsteps on the corridor and doors randomly opening happened for years. There was never any harm or malice. Well, you know what? There's no harm or malice, but at the same time, you got some 
stranger you know we're, we're, we're hoping best case scenario it's a ghost and not some intruder that lets himself in every night walks up and down your halls opens your bedroom door to look at you and then close it and not only that but go in and mess your shit you know books on the floor so like what i mean like no harm or malice okay it didn't drag you out of the bed and like fuck you up against a wall sure but, you know, it, it doesn't seem like, okay, this person is, like, looking out for you either. You know, like, what the fuck is that? Now, guys, if you thought the whole, like, the ominous thing of, like, that whole door handle going down slowly. Like, oh, my God, enough for me. I'm gone. I'm out. I'm out. I'm a Dermot Bannon. Knock the wall. Knock the door. But if you thought that was bad, this next story is, you know, a lot more serious than, you know, some phantom plane knock knock on your door okay okay so i have a few because my mother is obsessed with living in old houses le moi which is laughing my ass off so my mom moved to ireland with me when i was like four and we lived in this cute old lodge in monkstown where my grandmother was born thank you apparently the doors used to go swinging wide open and shut abruptly in the middle of the night and there was no windows open I had this cute little Pikachu toy, oh my god, me too, and apparently that used to go crazy and light up at certain times every night. So anyway, my mum tried to take a picture of a moon one night and got the pictures developed because we're talking about Britney Spears era here. And one of the pictures is an old man on his side in which he looks like he's dead. The whole silhouette is too real for it to be a mistake in the development. It's all in energy colours as well. Not black and white like your typical Hollywood movie. It is so creepy. Then we moved to a really old house in White Point when I was about nine. Oh my God, I used to live there too. Are we living the same fucking life? Holy shit. Oh my God, imagine if I turn out to be this girl's ghost. Anyway. Then we moved to a really old house in White Point when I was about nine. Holy shit. This one was probably my worst years, unfortunately. The house was old. And falling apart. We had a dog there that used to just bark at the ceiling constantly. Barking and going around in circles like they were being possessed. The dogs would die a few weeks later. Maybe coincidence, but I don't know. The house had actual shadows in the rooms. And when we had visitors, they would actually be anxious to leave the house ASAP. The energy in that house would actually make you shiver. One night, me and my best friend were having a sleepover and my mum was gone out for a girl's night. The plant pots on the stairs all fell down. My friend screamed because she saw a figure outside my window. Woke up the next morning, my cat was half-skinned alive and was on the roof. Still have no clue who did it. My friend is convinced it was paranormal because of everything that happened that night. Then... This is the freaky shit. How can this be the freaky shit when you had pots flying around your your gaff? And not only that, but the man outside the window. Okay, who was that? And then the cherry on top, you find this poor kitten, your cat, half skinned on the fucking roof of the house. How does the freaky shit happen now? What was this shit previous? Anyway, she continues. One morning, I was getting ready to go to Cork when I was 16. We had all designated seats on our table as a family and I sat down on my seat eating my food and I got this really weird feeling as if somebody was telling me to go upstairs. 
I went upstairs anyway because I was like, ooh, weird, but okay. Literally as soon as I went into my room, the whole ceiling in the kitchen collapsed. The biggest part of the ceiling was on my seat. I literally could have died or been brain damaged if I didn't listen to whatever the fuck that was. I ain't no fortune teller, but that feeling I'll never forget. But yeah, we moved into another house straight after. It's also old, but so far nothing has happened. I had to find out more about this cat. I mean, so much to unpack here. The man outside the window, the voice telling her to get the fuck out of that seat when the kitchen collapsed. But the cat, I keep going back to the cat. What the fuck happened with the cat? So she did do some follow-up, which I'll play for you now, which actually leaves more questions than answers. So the cottages on the way down to White Point, so it's like the fourth cottage, like completely abandoned, falling apart since we're gone. Um, the roof now was like our kitchen roof, so it was just below my bedroom window, which is really creepy about it as well. Um, the cat was actually like skinned, so we got a detective in, and the t- detective said that basically it would have had to have been a human being or something because the skin was actually like perfectly taken off like her blood was stuck to the roof when I got her it was actually like the weirdest thing ever because the night before like it was crazy like pots falling down the stairs and everything well if that ain't fucked up if that ain't fucked up like how much can how much can one person take for this like i guess we'll call it a paranormal experience with things flying around the house the the pot plants your friend at the sleepover seeing the the figure out the window seeing the man out the window and then finding your own kitten attacked and which obviously the kitten died in the end but being skinned alive at least from the torso down um ooh like, what did that? Or who did that? I don't know what's scarier. Do you have some sort of demonic energy around you? Or did the figure that your friend see out the window, was that an actual person who then went and, like you said, the detective said, medically skinned this cat and only half ways and left it there? Mm, I don't like that. Cove is just good. It is a terrible place to be sometimes. Especially around Halloween. There is a lot to unpack there. But I don't live too far away from this cottage. Where all of this. Whatever you want to call it. Went down. So I may pay a visit to that cottage fairly soon. And just at least to be able to give you guys some pictures. And see what's going on. Our next story brings us to the tale of college. Someone. You know and college is supposed to be the best years of your life. You know living in that college shithole with your friends. And, you know, going out every night and staying up late and talking into the early hours. But the last thing people need to be dealing with is a poltergeist. I'll try to keep this short, but our college house was haunted. The girls we moved in with lived there last year and told us the whole time. And I was like, okay, lol, whatever. Anyways, it's Halloween night. It's a shitty college weekday. So we're having just a quiet drinks and movies in the gaff. One of our friends, Jess, was there. Jess apparently has an entourage of ghosts that she brings with her wherever she goes. Wow, well, Jess seems like a real fucking party, doesn't she? Um, 
brings with her wherever she goes since she was a kid and an old man always appears to her before shit goes down in her life as like a comfort so she's ghostly basically anyways i throw on some seances on youtube for the crack everyone's shouting at me and i'm screaming out for our house ghosts to come forward but nothing happens i ask jess for some of her ghostly powers to help call him forward and everyone's freaking out but she does for the crack nothing happens by the way up to this point nothing ghosting has happened since moving in anyways we shouldn't have had jess call her ghostly powers into play because from that point shit starts going down in the house one of the girls feeling breathing on her neck we all are hearing people moving upstairs when we're all downstairs it's a detached house things like that and two nights after halloween i woke up and met our ghost my eyes were adjusted to the dark but there was a black silhouette of a man at the end of my bed and it moved kind of close to me the only way i can describe it was you know if you're in a dream and somehow you know the storyline already it was like that it was if we were communicating telepathically or with emotion or something i just knew we were lonely and always wanted company I'm aware it could have been sleep paralysis or whatever, but I was awake, clear as day, and I still remember it. And I even turned and text my roommate to say, I think there's something in my room. Like I was totally coherent. I looked back after sending the text and it was gone. We had a medium come to the house after for the crack, and he said he felt its presence straight away. And the black figure was watching us throughout the readings, through the cracks in the door. <laughs> no thank you no thank you and the black figure was watching us throughout the reading through the cracks through the door the ghost had hunt the ghost had hurt himself in the house at some stage and was no longer a bad energy only looking for comfort and company he was drawn to one of the girls in particular who reminded him of a past love which is why one of the girls was getting so much attention he uses medium powers to send him to the light and we hadn't had any problems afterwards the ghost also used the creepy air vents that were located in the floors of all of the rooms in the house to travel around the place according to the medium which was just a detail we did not need to know uh 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 Oh, you know what I'm not doing is a ghost. You know what? I, I'm, I'm not sitting down at TV or whatever and always having to be looking through the crack of the fucking door to see some ghoul, some ghastly eye looking back in me. You either enter the room or you don't. But nobody likes a hoverer. You're making me uncomfortable. You know? And the thing about going through the air vents and shit. Like, why? Ooh, that one now gives me gives me a little bit of a chill i won't lie but from an old college house to a simple hot press things in the next tale also seemed to get a little freaky hey adam for your paranormal podcast back when i was a teenager i was alone in the family home we have a walk-in hot press okay flex that i went in to grab a towel when in there, the door slammed behind me with ridiculous force. Shitting myself, I turned around and tried to open the door, but it wouldn't open. I listened out to decide if A, it was one of my sisters taking the piss, or B, if someone had broken in. 
but no sign of anyone. Luckily, I had my phone on me and I rang my friend to instruct her how to break into the house. Standard. She came up and let me out. The key had turned and locked from the outside. What makes it even stranger is that there wasn't one window open in the house, so can't even blame it on a draft. Also, drafts don't turn keys. A couple of weeks later, I was telling my friend about the happenings in the hallway, and when I said the word poltergeist, the lights dimmed for a second and came back on. The family home is beside a very old graveyard, just saying. Also to add, my mum to this day claims it was my nana, she dead, sending me a message to get out of the closet. She could have been more subtle about it, but sure look, I don't know, I don't know. To me, there is aggression there. That was probably grandma's way of saying, stay in the damn closet. (laughs) You know, as in like, no, I'm only messing. Like, I'm happy that your dead grandmother, you know is is happy for you and is proud of you living your authentic life as you should be um but surely there's an easy way to do it than for grandma to you know use those riggedy old hands and fucking slam a hot press in your house you know while you're home alone what happens if there was a fire you know it was pretty reckless on grandmother's behalf if you ask me but still a chilling tale none the less our next tale brings us from the hot press to the infirmary. A good few years ago, my mum, who's a nurse, was working a night shift in a ward in the hospital. Back then, the wards would have been a long room with 12 or 14 beds in it. She had half the patients and her colleague had the other half. At around 3am, my mum looked up and asked her colleague if there was if that was her patient at the back of the room, who was fully dressed trying to get out of her bed. The other nurse was like, where? I don't see her. So my mum started describing what she looked like and what she was wearing. The other nurse suddenly broke down crying. She said that my mum had just explained what her mother had looked like. She had broke down in hysterics. Her mother, who had died last week. My mum looked up and apparently the ghost was gone. When the other nurse had claimed calmed down, she showed a picture of her mum wearing the exact same outfit to my mum. My mum is still spooked about it, like she didn't even know that her colleague's mum had died. Okay, that is obviously freaky. Obviously freaky that you're seeing your colleague's dead mother. And why does it have to be you? Like, why ain't this dead bitch appearing to her own daughter? But I guess it brings to question, are some of us just more connected to the spirit world than than other people? You know, I don't know. Um, but our next tale, again, sees ghastly apparitions. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So when I was about 11 or 12, I remember standing in my kitchen, looking out the window, watching my mom outside locking up the garage door. It was dark outside at the time. So anyway, she locked the door, turned around and started staring back at the house and she just looked frozen. Then she started running as quick as she could and burst in through the back door saying there was a blue ball circling around the roof of our house. We were both freaked. After a while, she went back outside, but there wasn't anything there. I think it must have been a few months later. My dad's cousins were visiting from the UK and took a photo of my mum with one of her horses. They had the photos develop and sent them to my mum. There was the blue ball inside the photo besides her. So I think it's important to say my dad had been killed in an accident before all this happened. Okay, we're very sorry at the Mind Poppers podcast to hear that. Some people have told us that the blue ball is an orb and could be his spirit. There's more freaky shit and that happened to me around this time too. And you know what the thing is? It's like you have to question when spirits present themselves to people. You know, and they have to have some self-awareness spiritually that us as humans are going to freak the fuck out when we see it. Like, seriously, it's nighttime and I'm going out to the shed and I'm coming back towards the house and you want to present yourself as a blue ball of light circling around the fucking roof of the house, like for real. Yeah, of course, my first instinct isn't, oh my God, my my past loved one, you know, is making their presence known. I feel at peace. No, my first instinct is, oh, someone going to die. You know, what the fuck is this? You know, am I about to be abducted? Is there something like a rocket? Is there like a 747 Aer Lingus jet about to land in the back garden? You know, so I would say to any spirits listening to this podcast, you know, just maybe be a little bit more, um conscious of how we are going to perceive your communications and from a tragic death to a murder our next tale takes place when i was 19 i went to a clairvoyant with my mum and a couple of friends and family the clairvoyant used to feed on energy as she walked around the room i had lost some grandparents aunts and uncles but never really thought they would come through for me as i was a child when they died When she got close to me, she felt a spirit of a boy, a boy who had been hit with a hammer. Someone who wanted to play Tip the Can, a hide-and-seek game if you don't know. Turns out, I had been suppressing the memory of my friend being murdered by his father ten years previous. And he was apparently calling out to me. I was too shocked by the resurgence of the memory of that day to admit that I knew what she was talking about. Now, it could have been that she researched what had happened nearby and figured I knew him as we were the same age, a skeptic. You know, it's weird. It is weird that she was able to pick up on this kid, you know, who unfortunately was murdered to death by his father with a hammer, you know, when you were only children. And this girl, this clairvoyant, is saying that this young spirit has maybe attached itself to you in a way 
you know, it is weird. It is freaky, you know? Like, do we know the amount of spirits that have attached themselves to us? You know, because sometimes it's a lot. I'm like, excuse me, I'm trying to live my life, you know? And if you could see the spirits in front of you, I know I got some some spirits hanging around me for sure. Like, definitely a few demons too. It's It's simply just within the business that I do, you know? And sometimes, like, I live in an old scarlet fever ward, okay? Where they used to bring the soldiers to die of scarlet fever. And then, like, literally a couple of metres from my house is the old morgue, you know, where the bodies were kept, you know? And, like, if I'm walking through my house at night and I see, like, the, the, the apparition of some soldier walking towards me, I don't have the time nor the energy to let this entity feed off of me or hang around off me you know I'm like if I'm walking past a soldier you know as I'm going for a piss at night and I'm passing him through the halls I'm like don't look at me look past me sir because I I'm none of your business but alas as the next tale shows that communications from the beyond seem to be happening on the regular to the listeners of the Mind Popper podcast you know I don't know what it is as a community I just feel like we're all more open-minded and I feel like the the community of the Mind Poppers podcast we really are not to toot our own horns you guys but we really are operating on that higher frequency aren't we I mean we are okay so this is one of the probably least spooky things you'll ever hear but I still think about it on the reg my mom died when I was five in 2004 again we're very sorry to hear that in the Mind Poppers podcast we hope you were living your best life now and looking back fondly And every year since, my mom's family have a mass for her anniversary. One year, when I was about 10 or 11, on the day of the anniversary, I was in the kitchen, really early eating breakfast. Behind the table I was sitting at, there was French doors, okay flex, so I could see through into the living room, and my baby brother and my dad were on the couch asleep. My brother had woken up really early, and my dad brought him downstairs to watch TV. Then they both fell asleep, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm just chilling, eating cereal, no phone or anything at the time, so I'm not distracted by anything but my bowl full of Cheerios. Then, out of nowhere, I heard someone whisper my name. I obviously turned to see, was it my dad, but both him and my brother were still passed out on the couch. Then really quickly, as soon as I turned, I heard a whisper, Kale, and I was certain it was a woman's voice. Kale is what my family calls me instead of Kayla. Anyway, I walked upstairs to see if my stepmom was awake, but she was passed out in bed too. No one else in the house, and to this day I get chills thinking about it. I know it was probably all in my head and I would completely write it off if it had only been the first whisper, but the fact that it was two makes me question if somehow on the day of her anniversary my mom was reaching out to me. I don't believe in ghosts and nothing like this has happened since, but I still don't know how to explain what I heard. I mean, that's nice, isn't it? The day of your mother who is deceased, the day of her anniversary, you hear, I mean, potentially her voice whisper, Kale. Which is nice. And you know, that is a nice way. If you are going to contact, you know, the living from beyond, it's a nice way to do it. You know, instead of the whole like the, the flashing lights, the World War II sirens and all that, all the theatrics. If you're going to communicate with a loved one who is still on the side of the living, then a whisper 
on the day of your anniversary. Seems like a beautiful way to do that. However, the next tale isn't quite as pleasant. It is a tale full of shadows and things that go bump in the night. I went to stay with my dad for a while. He's really spiritual and can read and see people's auras. He says I have a dark aura around me. Okay, that is a read. I can tell I'm linked to the spiritual world. I was sitting in the sitting room one night and heard something on the stairs. I thought nothing of it. A few minutes later, I hear scraping along the walls. And the next thing, a huge bang and a flash of light. I ring my dad in tears and freaked out. He comes home and tells me that there's always been activity in that house. And not to fear, it's the other side's way of communicating. He tells me that he's been pulled out of bed by his feet. His wife witnessed it. He had glasses move across the table in front of his eyes. That night I went to bed terrified. Stayed awake as long as I could in fear until I finally fell asleep. I was woken up to the same scraping noise as I heard earlier that night. I call out for my dad and he doesn't reply. So I open my door and I see a shadow standing in the hallway in front of his door. I start screaming and my dad turns the light on and comes out to me. I tell him what's just happened again and he tells me that my younger sister has seen the, sa- seen the same shadow in the doorway on many occasions. He told me not to fear again. He said to me that every night before I go to bed, I need to touch my headboard and say out loud for the spirits to leave me alone. I've done this every night since. I know it sounds crazy and everyone when I tell them thinks I'm mad, but my entire life I've had things happen that seem paranormal and spiritual, which never made sense. Side note, I only made contact with my dad in the last three years, and as soon as he met me, for the first time in 12 years, he said straight away to me that he knows that I've seen and been through unexplainable things, linked to seeing things that shouldn't be there, that he could see it off me and feel it. Wow, that is a lot, but you know what? Personally, one thing, what you're not going to do, what you're not gonna do is is tell me to not be afraid don't be afraid when there is some bitch scratching up my walls and then for me to have to fucking open my door to see some shadow bitch lingering in the hallways and the only reply you give me is oh don't be afraid that is the spirit's way i don't give a fuck if that is the spirit's way of communicating one don't be scratching up my walls okay If you are not a paying resident, stay away from the walls, please. And two, the whole shadows like lingering in the hallways at night. Is there any need? Is there any need? Don't be afraid. Oh, I'm going to be more than fucking afraid. You best believe I'm going to cart my ass out of there. Like 100%. It's either me or the shadow and you get to pick. And this whole thing of like going to, having to go to bed every night and like knock on the headboard and be like spirits please leave me alone like mm -mm, not me not me that headboard and my little ass would be 300 kilometers in the opposite direction which unfortunately brings us to our final halloween tale now we got in loads of stories for this episode of the podcast for our true paranormal encounters so for halloween i might release just another maybe mini episode with the rest of these stories Unfortunately, I can't include them all in this episode, but there will be more stories to come. I will leave you with this story, with an interesting family history. 
Already looking forward to this podcast, I've had loads of paranormal experiences. I would be fairly spiritual and in tune to it all, but one time I was pretty shook. Within the first 12 months of my son's life, we lost my mother-in-law and my husband's grandfather, who I was very close to. One night over the monitor, I heard a noise and heard my husband's granddad soothing our child, saying, good boy. <laughs> not over the monitor, not over the monitor. Like, I don't care who is upstairs. And I understand it was the voice of, you know, the recently deceased grandfather. But still, I do not need to hear it through the fucking monitor. Oh, that is why if I ever have kids, I'm never buying one of those baby monitors. Nothing good comes from the baby monitors. Nothing. Anyway, I digress. Also, in my mum's family, if a family member sees a light in the fields, it means someone close to them will die. This is genuinely a proven phenomenon. It's freaky. And Also, when I was 10 years old, my dad passed away and music was heard by our neighbours playing loudly from nowhere the morning that he passed. I wrote back to this lady and I was like, oh, stop now. I was like, the lights in the field freaked me the fuck out. Because, you know, lights in the field, it's never good, is it? Lights in a field at night, it is never good. There is just no possible positive conclusion from seeing lights in a field. There's just, there, there isn't. Oh, honestly, I'd been shitting it going outside at night time in case I see anything. There is a load of stuff from my mum's side about some holy stone or something. It's closely guarded by the oldest member of the family and it's meant to keep us safe or something. Like I'm mad into signs and even my husband's side of the family are all spiritualists so they get visions and know a lot of stuff. Like his aunt gets visions from people who have passed and they pass on messages of things that only they would know. It's crazy. I've tried to tap into stuff previously through meditation but it was too much. I ended up getting overwhelmed and drained from it. You know what caught me about this story was like okay the family stone that you just happened to mention that you guys have this family stone that's guarded by the oldest member of the family and it's meant to keep you safe and then these visions of the lights in the fields and stuff. No. You know, I challenge you to dig deeper into all of this because it sounds like your family has a connection or a long story going back throughout the ages, which is linked to the spiritual world. Like y'all sound like a family who has been cursed. You know, I hate to say it, but you have the all the qualifying signs of a family curse. You know, you got the family stones, the lights in the field, the ghostly voices coming through the baby monitor. Mm-mm. You got a curse, I'm afraid to say it, but you've been cursed. You know, it's the only logical explanation here. And I inquired more about the family stone and asked this listener if she had, you know, heard any more about the family stone or could give me any more insight. And she said, no, I've never seen it and I I don't know where it is actually hidden. It's this big secret, but I do know that it's been hidden away by the oldest member. You know, we need, you need to get in contact with me again and we need to look further into the mystery of the family stone. We got to do it. These have been some truly terrifying, chilling and bizarre, but also emotional stories of your guys' experience with the paranormal. You know, I'm a little shook up from from reading through all of these. I don't know that I'm going to sleep tonight myself. (laughs) No, but... What we do, I appreciate everyone who who wrote in with such honesty and, you know, did express a lot of their trauma 
you know, I made for a fantastic first Halloween episode of the Mind Poppers podcast. So thank you for that. Okay, we will be back next week with another spooky episode because I know we always do it spooky here anyway, don't we? There's always some bizarre, something horrifying that we're talking about here. But for Halloween, I want to get into the real spook, the real horror. So until next time, stay woke and keep an ear out for all things that go bump in the night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.